us. So make sure you share the broadcast, and it's going to be really good today. So we're talking about how to fulfill your destiny, and something that the Lord has been. This is something that the Lord's been bringing up a lot here in the ministry, and um, it's really coming, affecting a lot of people's lives. So um, we believe it's an important word for today. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! <laughs> Sorry, I was I was distracted by our uh, speakers in here. Yeah, you were just kind of staring hear. blankly at me. Like I was, I was like. I was trying to, sorry, I was trying to communicate to Buddy. Um, so Greg says he's watching from Charlotte and his day is going well. And Pastor Nicole said, hi, Boomtastic Beauty. I was so uh, excited for you to read that nice. out loud. Like, <laughs> Boomtastic. <laughs> Boomerang is a ministry here at the, the church that we're at. If you guys don't know, they might be like, what's that mean? <laughs> yes. Boomtastic. So, anyway, yeah, so we're talking about how to yeah. fulfill your destiny. And that includes... Are you just gonna leave? Are you gonna leave it to me? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna leave it to me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, also, this kind of ties in. If you are interested, we have a college here at uh, here on this Albemarle campus, a Bible college called Impact University, and a class that the first years have just started, which is so important, and is talking about how to fulfill your destiny. Yeah. There's something. So there's one thing that we're gonna be talking about today that has to do with with that and it's that you cannot fulfill your destiny without yeah. the foundation of character mm -hmm. um i honestly didn't really know the importance of character i was kind of like character's good to have yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really mm -hmm. good it's uh be be nice be kind have character yeah and that was kind of all it really meant to me and it's not something that's really talked about but it's really important and you cannot go further in life than your character allows you to yeah um mm -hmm. it's it's more than just throwing away trash on the ground like i thought that it was like it's 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 a lot more than that and um so if you yeah. want to kind of open up because you're actually teaching the class on character <laughs> which is phenomenal it was so great mm -hmm. but um really this is and it, like me I thought, this doesn't really sound that important. Like, honestly, the other day, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I know it'll be good because it's what the Lord wants me to hear. But in, in my head, I'm like, I don't really know the importance of it or why. Yeah. But it's it's actually really crucial, which is why we're talking about it today. Yeah. Well, it, character is one of those things that so many people think that we know. It's like, oh, it's picking up the trash yeah. or it's being nice to people yeah. and it's, it's good to have. But truly... Character is what, like, the definition of character is to be engraved or to be stamped by something. That's the Latin root of the word. And character, when you look at all that it does, all that it is, it's something that is designed to uphold something else. So it's a foundation. Yeah. And if character is not at the foundation of who we are, then the destiny that the Lord has created for us, all the plans, yeah. all the purposes that he has, if there's not a foundation of character, then there's nothing for the Lord to build upon. Yeah. You know, the Lord has yeah. giftings and plans and destiny and future for you specifically in mind. But if there's not a foundation of character to uphold it, he can't give it to you because he's not wasteful. He's a God who's strategic. And so he wants you to be able to uphold all that he has planned for you. Yeah. But character is what is what yeah. upholds the gifting. That's what yeah. pastor says. A gifting may open a door, but character is what upholds the gifting to be able to yeah. stay in your life permanently. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there's a story that pastor actually has to go along with character. We'll probably talk about it next week, but there was a point where he was at his home and like his home, not the church. Like he's in his house. I don't know if he's by himself, but he's in his house. He gets a piece of cake and there's a crumb that falls on the floor and he walks past it. Like he sees it fall and he just, he keeps walking yeah. and the Lord is like, are you going to pick that up? <laughs> and when pastor tells the story, it's so funny. Cause he's like in my flesh. I was like, Lord, it is my house. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I wasn't going to pick it up. It's my house. And yeah. what the Lord basically brought him to is character does the right thing. Even when nobody's watching you, character right. does the right thing. Thing. And that's when the Lord really started to develop character yeah. in him because it's so easy for us to demonstrate character outwardly. But at home, we're a totally different person or we're just yeah. characters out the window. And well, it's my house. It's my time. It's my stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we can't be privately 
If we don't have a foundation of character privately, then we're not going to be able to really have a foundation of character publicly. Mm -hmm. So it's huge. Without character, destiny is not fulfilled. Character leads to destiny, you know? and. Yeah. An action creates a habit. A habit creates a character trait. A character trait creates a destiny. So they're all building blocks that'll lead you to that point of sowing and reaping into who you're called to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good character, we have to let it become a part of who we are. Yeah. And one thing I recognize with myself is like a few things I've done and I've like, I've been, well, I'm relaxing right now, so I don't really need to do this. Yeah. But we need to let good character be such a part of us that even while we're, we're relaxing, it's so much a part of us, that's what comes out. Yeah. So even if it's been just the absolute worst day ever, we get home, we're exhausted, maybe frustrated or whatever, yeah. we get home to relax, that good character is so much a part of us it, yeah. that it still flows out of us naturally because we have been stamped with it. Yeah. We have been engraved with it that nothing else is allowed to come out. Yeah. We've got to let, and the basis of good character has to be the word. Yeah. So yeah. just like what we've talked about many times with what are you full of, we have to let ourselves be full of the word and let that be our Her basis. Bible's in here, by it's, the way. It's in here. Sorry. <laughs> it's in here. The box. Let it be a box. <laughs> be the box. No. <laughs> um, we have to let that be our basis yeah. of who we are so much so that even on the absolute worst of days, that's still what comes mm -hmm. out of us because it's so much a part of who we are that when push comes to shove, yeah. we aren't just exploding out of frustration, but character, the word is what comes out of us. Yeah. And that's been a huge revelation for me because I used to think that like, well, I'm doing the good things of God and I'm putting it on, which is a great start, but we've got to let that character then mark us, yeah. become who we are. So that it's not just, okay, well, this may not be what I'm feeling right now, but this is what I'm going to do because yeah. this is what I'm going to say to this person because I know this is what it's right. Okay, this is what I'm going to do right now because I know what it, that it's right. Yeah. This, when I'm alone, by myself, at my own house, relaxing, yeah. I'm doing this because it's who I am. Yeah. We've got to let God's character become who we are. Yeah. And it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, and something that's really been on my heart is there are there are markers of of your character like picking up the trash, like picking yeah. up the crumb. Those are those are important things, and the Lord's going to highlight those things to you. Like if yeah. you're if you're getting to work late every day, think things like that. The Lord's going to bring up to refine you. But something that's really been on my heart about this topic ever since it's come up is that. It, it's not just the small things, but yeah. there are going to be big things mm -hmm. that come up in all of our lives. And it's going to be, like you were saying, it's based on the Word of God. The Lord's going to guide us to do things. Yeah. And character chooses to do the right thing even when it feels hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, big decisions, um, conversations you might not want to have, talk... Uh, there may be people in your life that aren't going to be happy with decisions that you're making. But if it's the word of God, if yeah. it's by the leading of God, it's so important for all of us yeah. to stand on what's right and not be moved by other people. So it's not just, you know, there's that there's that feeling of, I don't want to do this because I don't want to. Yeah. But also, what about when someone else doesn't like what you're doing? What about when someone mm -hmm. else disagrees? You know, something that came up in the class was character makes you stand out from yeah. the world. Yeah. It's going to make you look different. Yeah. And we, and I mean I, something that I'm working on right now, I have to be okay with looking different. I have to be okay with standing out in a way yeah. that my flesh may not want to. My flesh may let, want to please people around me, but I have yeah. to be okay with 
you know what, if people don't like what I'm doing or, or agree, if it's the word. Now, that it, all ha- it has to be the word of God. This isn't a, this isn't a pass to, well, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's, that's not yeah. that at all. But if the Lord is leading us to make decisions, character does the right thing even if other people don't like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that the Lord's been talking to me about. And not just me, but I've seen it in multiple people right now. I've seen it. There are multiple people in my life that I can look at, and, and, and they're at that decision point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you may today may be at that decision point of the Lord's telling you to do something, and you know someone's not going to like it. You know someone's going to disagree with you. And are are we going to choose to do what's right, or are we going to choose to please man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and that goes down to what's the standard of character. So there, right. we'll probably get there. The Something the Lord gave me specifically for the class was what's the cost of character. And that's kind of what you're talking about right now. But before we like dig into that more, what we need to have, a, all of us, everybody watching us included, we need to have an understanding of what's the standard of character. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you were raised, you watching were raised with a set of standards to live up to. Yeah. Everybody was you were raised by your parents or whomever, grandparents, aunt, uncle, whatever, your teachers instilled values in you. And we created standards. Like my parents instilled within me a very diligent work ethic. Like it was a, you work and you do more work and you, you earn what's in your life. And that That created this diligent work ethic inside of me. You may have been raised very differently than I am, but ultimately how I was raised and what I was taught isn't really worth a whole lot if it's not in line with the word of God. And that's what we've seen so much in our society is there used to be a standard of the word. You can go back and look into different denominations. You can look into even different Bible colleges and they were, where's the foundation of it? Our constitution has a foundation of the word of God. There was a standard that the world prescribed to. However, when we allow other things to become our standard of living, everybody's character becomes different. Instead Mm -hmm. of everybody looking like Jesus, people could look like Jesus, they could look like Jim Bob, and it's because the standard isn't the same. But God is the God of character. He created Mm -hmm. it. He is character itself. And, you know, a pastor, when he taught it the first time, he's like, it's like the law of gravity. You may not like it, but it's there whether you agree with it or not. Like, you fall, you're going to fall. And you're going to hit the ground because that's how gravity works. Whether we like that God is the standard of character or not, He is. The Word is. So our standard has to be this. And in today's society, you don't see that a whole lot. It's very rare for the Word of God, the entire Word of God, to be the standard of living. And that's what makes Mm -hmm. people stand up differently because not many people truly prescribed to the word in that way but the word has to be our standard what would jesus do has to be not just a cliched statement but truly our thought process of what would he do what would he say how would he act because whatever jesus would do he was the very representation of the father so what he did is what I need to do and not just outwardly. I've got to have his heart. I've got to think like him. I've got to talk like him. I've got to meditate the way that he meditated. Yeah. Well, something that's been sticking out a lot with me recently and Holy Spirit's been talking to me about it is our standard has to start in our thoughts. We can't have a standard of, well, I'm not doing this because this is wrong. I'm going to do this because this is right. Um in our actions, but not let that start in our thoughts. Yeah. We have to, the same standards that we uphold in our actions, we have to uphold in our thoughts as well. So if I'm not going to say something rude to you in person or rude to you in person, I'm not going to hold that standard up with myself, but not hold it up in my thoughts of, well, yeah. I wish someone would just say this to Barrett. I just wish someone would say this to Marky rude but then oh no i would never say that in person that's that's being double-minded we have to the same standard that we uphold in our actions and our habits we have to uphold in our thought life as well yeah yeah we talked about that Uh, pastor's been talking about that a lot of how our thoughts are a seed yeah so i've thought 
thought that I've thought often uh, that my thoughts don't really matter in comparison to my words, right? Or yeah. my actions. You know, I, I, there's a the Bible talks about how important our confession is. The Bible talks about obviously how important our actions are. Yeah, but our thoughts. It's, I've kind of been like, well, I can, I can think emotional thoughts, but as long as I don't say anything, you know, yeah. that's fine. Or I'm not going to think necessarily sinful thoughts. I might, sinful, I might think emotional thoughts or negative thoughts. Yeah. But as yeah. long as it doesn't come out of my mouth, it's, it's, it's fine. But is that, is that the standard of the word? No. no. The, 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 the word says to only think on things worthy of praise. Yeah. But that's a character thing of when I'm home, when I'm when I'm falling asleep, no one else knows what my thoughts are. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Only I do. Only me and the Lord do. Yeah. And uh, are, is it going to meet the standard of the word, or is it going to be be my standard? Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I told the students, um, in cl- you both know you're there, but what I told the students in class on Tuesday was this class was so important for me because I really didn't have great character for a long time. I thought I did. Because I would do the right actions in front of people, but I had done such a good job of putting a, a front on in front of people that I thought, it goes to what we were talking about yesterday with Pastor, when he's like, you're not a joyful person. What you talking about? Yes, I am. Well, he said that a while back. He yeah. didn't say that yesterday. Yeah, no, no, yeah. We were talking about, <laughs> about it yesterday. About the past. <laughs> yeah, years ago, he used to. He had told that to me, and it was it was a rude awakening for me because I didn't I didn't believe that about myself because I put on joy in front of others, but at home. I wasn't joyful. Like when I was by myself, I wasn't joyful. My thoughts, my heart, what I was meditating on was bitterness and it was, it was anger and all this other stuff. And it came to the surface when I got married because before that I had been, I'd be in front of people, put on good character and then be at home and whatever. I would, I wouldn't have to talk to people. I wouldn't have to continue. So I'd get home and I would rest. I've had a long day, so I'm resting right now. I'm, I don't need to keep putting on character. I'm, it's relaxed time. I did that today. I worked for it today. And then I got married to George and I was with him all the time. (laughs) Not just kind of some of the time I'd get home from work and George, oh my gosh, George has such good character. And I'd get home and he's like, okay, so it's time to, like, we need to do the dishes. We need to have this conversation right now. We need to do these things. And my flesh would flip out because I'm like, this is my rest time. Dang it. Like, this is when I rest. And no, we're not going to do that. And he, what he saw in me is that I wasn't very disciplined. I wasn't very kind privately to myself or with him, I had rotten character and I needed, well, that entire year was just awful because I bucked him so much. He would, he would, he held up a glass mirror in front of me and he's like, this is where you are. And I didn't like it because I thought that what I had sewed outwardly was really who I was inside, but I hadn't given my heart to that process yet. And so this is so important because all during that time, the Lord had plans for not just me, but me and George. He had plans for our marriage. He had plans for our family and our destiny. And I held that back because my foundation of character was so broken that the Lord couldn't add stuff to us because I would have exploded. He couldn't have. So I needed to shore up that foundation so that way who I was in everyone else's eyes was truly who I was in the Lord's eyes. I yeah. needed that character to be in me and not just coming out in demonstration. Yeah, right. And part of the issue that you mentioned in class the other night was uh, part of the issue with what was happening was you, I, correct me if I'm wrong, you were viewing that time at home yeah. as your time. Yeah, right. You were viewing it as from these hours, it's my time. Yeah. I can do what I want. I can rest instead of seeing that your time was God's time. Yeah. What I would, what I would, the way I would think was I produced fruit this hour to this hour. 
I don't need to produce fruit these hours. Like literally, I thought of it like a job. I produced fruit when I got to work and when I came home, so now I can rest during these time. Like I don't need to keep working yeah. on myself. Mm -hmm. And that's that was such a selfish thought that I had, but it's where I was, is it was my time. I did this yeah. for the Lord, now this is me time, and then the Lord and I will pick up again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Instead yeah. of everything in my life is God's. Everything yeah. I have is for Him. Yeah. And I need to give myself to Him no matter what time of day it is, no matter what He's asking me to do. None yeah. of it's mine. And that was a totally different shift in even yeah. thinking that I needed to give yeah. myself yeah. to. I remember um, I had a similar realization uh, one year we went on vacation and we <laughs> we had not that vacation that vacation <laughs> that's, that's how we know it now it's that vacation I'm literally patting Abby's hands because I, I know that vacation <laughs> it was not good it was a it was a growing vacation it was a growing vacation for me <laughs> and um it we hadn't had a vacation in a while so I was like we were all very excited to be on vacation and resting and everything. And, and we got there, and there were a few different times where Mama and Daddy uh, had opportunities to minister to some people. And so, like, Mama preached at one place while we were on vacation. So I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, that's why once. you went there. Like, that's that's yeah. why we were there. We, we were there so that she could preach at this place, and then we were just going to take the rest of the mm -hmm. week for vacation. So she pre preached at that place. I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know, once. And, uh, and then <clears throat> they met with some people who, like, really just – needed to have a dinner with them and just talk and everything. So they're like, you and Eo and Luke stay at the house that we're staying at, and we're just going to go out for dinner for a few hours, and we'll be back. I FaceTimed you that day. That was a fun day. It was not. It was not a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was furious. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, we haven't had vacation in such a long time. We've been mm -hmm. ministering at home for like a year at least, like without a vacation. This is our one week out of like a year and a half at least, yeah. like to rest. This is our time to rest as a family. And there were like three or four times on this vacation that we stopped to minister to people. And I'm like, enough's enough. Like this is <laughs> like... Family is the focus of this right now. We are the focus of this vacation. That's the whole point of vacation. And I was like, I was, I was very fleshly, and it was not good. <laughs> and I got all emotional and, like, upset, which I don't feel like I normally do. It was odd for me. Like, I, I didn't feel like I had control of yeah. myself, which is a, a huge red flag. Like, if... If you ever get to the point where you feel like you don't have control over yeah. your actions and words, that's a spiritual um, thing. It's spiritual, yeah. and you need mm -hmm. to stop. You may not want <laughs> may not want to believe your thoughts at that point. No, no, um, <laughs> no, no. That's that's a red flag. You should have asked for wise counsel long before then. Yeah, <laughs> and I needed to. And my parents were so merciful with me, and they were so nice. And uh, on our way to dinner with a family <laughs> we we had a conversation about this and they're like this is our life yeah our lives jesus is our lord mm -hmm. our lives aren't our own our lives are to serve him yeah and in the grand scheme of things yeah. how many hours is a whole week on vacation and how many hours have we taken out to minister to people yeah. that are that's good fruit that will change their lives yeah. forever. And why am, why am I being selfish over that? Because yeah. I was viewing that as my time. Yeah. I was viewing the rest of my life is God's yeah. time, but vacation is my time to, yeah. to be with the family and stuff. And I was thinking it was this huge, like, family and love and stuff. And so, like, the Lord would yeah. understand and he understands, but I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's his, my life is his. And that I had let that character be there at the, the character, the sign of this is all God's yeah. until it gets to my time. Then yeah. that's, that's mine. I can do whatever I want with that. 
and um, God knows that I've given him all the other time, so he'll be okay with that. And that was a huge sign for me because I thought I had given my entire life over to God. I really did, but I hadn't given that, that amount of time over to him in my heart. I was still viewing it as, well, this is, this is mine. This is my, my precious. Yeah. And, and it was a huge revelation for me, huge, because I had, I had thought I had had such great character in that area of my whole life. Whoa, I just now hit that water bottle off. My whole life is God. Whatever he tells me to do, I'll do. And I had made decisions that it affected my life for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hadn't let that time. And it, it shocked me. But it was so good. It changed my life completely. Yeah. It was a good vacation after that's that. A good, that's <laughs> a good point, though. I mean, I know for me it's like, okay, um, like a, a good question to ask is, um, what if your whole Saturday needs to be ministering to people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you don't get a Sunday afternoon nap? Yeah. <laughs> what if your whole Sunday is spent ministering? Sunday night, Sunday night's ministering. Yeah. Yeah. What if you need to stay up late ministering to people? Something pastors do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what if your, like Pastor said before, what if your morning routine gets changed up? You don't get your yeah. coffee. All these little things yeah. are, are indicators of this is mine. Yeah. This is my Saturday. This is my right. time. Yeah. And I'll give God... All this, but not that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously an issue. <laughs> well, last night, so we there's been plenty to do here in the ministry over the last month. There's just been a lot going on. Fantastic things. Last night was the first time I've sat down and I've talked to George in like three weeks. Oh George, And that's not an exaggeration. George and I have literally passed by each other. Like, high five. Hey, good to see you. Love you. And then I'll see him somewhere. And... I haven't seen him. So last night was the first night where he and I have sat down. And back when we first got married, that would like, I remember there was a time when George went with pastor to like a minister's conference and they came back and it got snowed in and I hadn't seen George in a week. I was expecting him home. He like, he got snowed in. He couldn't drive and pastor had invited him. Just, just stay here at the house and then you can head home the next day. Fine. Great. I'll see him the next day. George did not come home as early the next day as I had expected. George stayed and went sledding with uh, the girls and pastors while I was trapped in an apartment in Fayetteville and could go nowhere. I had so many feelings that day. Oh my gosh. Because I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And it, like, it was not a pleasant time. Um, but literally last night as George and I are sitting at dinner, I realized that he and I, like, we're good. It's not that we're broken. It's not like we're in yeah. this dire situation. It's over the years we've learned and we're still learning how to grow to get to the place where our lives truly are the Lord's. George needs to go help tear down the tent for hours on end and set it up for hours on end and do whatever. Fantastic. He's building the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I need to spend time with pastors and planning and be here at the church and do all this stuff. And we don't get to see each other until whatever time. Fantastic. The Lord's going to honor those who honor him. Yeah. We can't ever outgive God. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when we cling to stuff like this is mine, I can't give it to God. I've got to guard it. I've got to protect it. It's sure. a fear of what's going to happen if I let it go. It's that I yeah. don't trust God which is a huge character thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we don't trust God with something as, and, and hear what I'm saying, with something like our family or something like yeah. our husband, or wife, then how are we going to trust God when our husband or wife really need healing or our family really needs deliverance or protection? If we yeah. can't even trust him handing it over, we're not going to be able to trust him to come through because mm-hmm. we don't, if we don't trust him in one area, yeah. we don't trust him. Yeah. And that's, that's really the thing with character. It's like, there's, there's an example we'll get to in the class at some point of, I'm not going to give it right now, but there's an example of disloyalty. And there was someone basically someone was like, well, I may be disloyal here, but I'm good at this, this, this. So it's okay. No, if you're disloyal in this area, you're yeah. disloyal, period. You have yeah. been, but the Lord can redeem all that stuff around. So imagining our lives as pockets of, I serve God in this pocket, in this pocket, in this pocket, mm-hmm. but this pocket's mine. No, if you're keeping a pocket for yourself, you're not serving God. 
You're holding yeah. on to stuff, but you can. All you, yeah. all we've got to do is just release it to the Lord and say, you know, I haven't trusted you here, but I really want to, and I'm going to hand this over to you right yeah. now. Like I'm not going to hold it for myself. I'm going to trust you. Trusting yeah. Him is one of the biggest things that we can do to establish character in ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's really interesting is about the example you just gave is your husband. God gave you your husband. That's a godly thing. Your family. God gave you your family. Yeah. Yeah. But you were still putting it before God in those Mm -hmm. examples. You were still not trusting God with it. So family is a good thing. Yeah. Marriage is a good thing. But you can put it before yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. You can if it's if you're thinking on it wrong. Like you not you right. can and should do it. It's, <laughs> yeah. Like it's something that's very easy to do if God's not the first priority. Yeah, well and like when I looked back at that over situation. That life. And I think things over. <laughs> we just, I like the cut of you, Solo body. shot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> when I looked back at that vacation, like I got back and I had, I had realized some things and I didn't rest the whole vacation or most any of it, but I had grown and, and that was good. And I looked back, and in my mind, that whole vacation had been a bust. I was like, this wasn't even, this doesn't even count as vacation. It was work. <laughs> we need another one. I was like, we're going to need another one next week. And I was, like, <laughs> I was frustrated, honestly, because I had allowed myself. It, it started in my mind. I allowed thoughts to reside in my mind. And then, because I dwelt on them, yeah. I allowed them to come out. But when I looked back at it, unbiasedly, it had been an amazing vacation. Like, looking back at it now, like, I regret the decisions that I had made. <laughs> I do. And that part... You sound like a politician. I regret the decisions I regret that I made. the decisions that were made a few years ago. But <laughs> those aside, it was actually a really yeah. great vacation. It was phenomenal. The people that we got to meet and spend time with were great people. I hope they stay in our lives forever. The time that we got to have as a family was amazing. We hadn't gotten to have that in a long time. The Lord blessed us constantly with so much just in one week. So many blessing after blessing. Like, I could just tell you, like, even one thing was like, a bedroom, which seems small, but there was um, there was a choice of either EO or I get this one bedroom, which its entire wall was like a window, basically, overlooking this frozen lake. It was beautiful. And that stuff, like, I love windows. I don't know why, but it blesses me. And EO was like, I want you to have it. Even though the bedroom she had to stay in looked like a bunker. <laughs> it really looked like an army bunker. It was crazy. But she she blessed me with mm-hmm. that. And it was a huge blessing. And But I was so angry in myself. I yeah. like didn't even see it until yeah. I stopped. I sat there and I realized the huge blessing that the Lord had given me that she had like obeyed the Lord like in his leading and stuff and given me huge blessing and like there was stuff constantly that I had missed Mm -hmm. the Lord was trying to honor our time yeah that we had given him yeah I hadn't given him I had not but the rest of my family had and he was honoring that time and I didn't even see it yeah because I was so focused and this is how I want it to look this is how I want it to go yeah and because it didn't go how I had planned I missed all the wonderful, absolutely yeah. great things that he had in store yeah. for me because I was so focused on myself. I wasn't focused on, I trust God. And yeah. he can make this vacation so much better than I could ever imagine. Yeah. He can make this time with my family so much better than I can ever imagine. And because I hadn't trusted him in that area, I didn't give it over to him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see 
all the ways that he was making it better than I ever could have done. Yeah, well, and that that's what that does. A lack of character will rob what the Lord wants you to have. Yeah. And it's not that you didn't have, you know, fruit of character in other areas, but that lack of character in that area robbed the vacation from you. And yeah. so while everybody else received what the Lord wanted them to, you didn't. And right. that's why character is so important because the Lord wants you to have things, but character is going to be what upholds them when they come to you. And basically what we're talking about is one of the ways that's a cost of character is, and I've done the same thing. I literally have given multiple stories during this broadcast of the same thing. So it's not just everybody's done this at some point in time or another. One of the ways, one of the costs of character is killing off an entire entitlement mentality. Yeah. It's, that's got to be gone. There's nothing, nothing in our lives that belongs to us. There's yeah. things that the Lord has blessed us with to be stewards of. Yeah. But even with those things, they're the Lord's. Like yeah. the example I gave in class, like George is not mine. He's not my husband. Like he, he is my husband, but he's the Lord's first. Yeah. He's the Lord's yeah. first. There's nothing that is my own. Like I am, I've heard it said before by a minister of God, I'm not entitled to even have my own opinion. Like my opinions aren't mine. They've got to be the Lord's because he's given me the ability to make decisions. My decisions, my thoughts, my opinions, they've got to be his opinions. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what my flesh thinks or my soul thinks. Good character is doing what the Lord wants us to do. And that's that's what Jesus did. He's to be our example. He's the first of many brethren. So we follow him. He only did what he heard the father say to do. He only said what he heard the father say to say. And if that's what Jesus did, that's what we have to do. Not my will, your will. I will put my will on the altar and crucify it dead. Abraham with Isaac, here's this son that's been promised to him. He probably had some bias. This Lord, at least in his flesh, this is my son. But he had to put those on the altar and allow the Lord's will to be done above his own. And in that, by one decision with Abraham, generations are blessed because of him. He is the father of faith in that way because he allowed God's will to be higher than his will. And so that's what we have to do. There's nothing that's mine. You know, the... Aside from pastor, the other, or aside from pastor, aside from George, the other things in my life that I've considered mine are the family, our pastors and the girls and Luke, Marky, like I consider those my family I have. And I needed to get to the point where I'm not even defending my family. Like somebody messes with pastors or the girls or Luke, like boy, would my flesh like smack them down. Like, and whenever Pastor Nicole watches this, I'm sure in the comments, she's gonna be like, yes, yes, she would. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would flip and I'd like want to rip their heads off because you don't touch my family. You, You can do whatever to me, but you can't touch my people. But what I did in that area is because it was mine. Those are my things. I blew my witness with the people because I didn't trust the Lord to be who the Lord said he was. And I would just completely blow my witness because I didn't hand y'all over to the Lord. I thought I needed to help that. And it's (laughs) Pastor Nicole. Yep, she sure would. See, there she is. (laughs) I would. It would be so special. And time and time again, pastors would tell me the Lord is our defender. Give us to him. Don't try to do it yourself. The Lord is our defender. And that's even with something like that, that's something that we can think is our own. And it's not nothing in this world belongs to us. The breath in our lungs, the thoughts that we think, our strength, everything we have is a gift that he's given us to steward properly. And character does what Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. And I, I know how the flesh would probably like to respond to hearing sure. instruction like that because I've been in that place. I think we all have at some point. Yes. Um, I know the feelings that felt like they ate me. I'm sure that example me. was fun, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, I know the feelings being told that this is not yours. Yeah. Anything that you think is yours is not yours. It's the Lord's. Yeah. And I know the feelings and emotions 
that I had. So I'm sure maybe some of those might be trying to come on right now and hearing that. But the truth is, is that it is, it's not like God's controlling everything, mm-hmm. like a dictator or something. And that's what the flesh yeah. would like to say. Like, sure. nothing's mine. I'm not even free. Like, what is freedom? I'm sure the flesh would love to say that. But the truth is, it is so much more freeing to just place things in God's hand yeah. and not have a care. Oh, my goodness, this water bottle. I'm so sorry. Love you. I'm going to lay it down. I keep hitting it. That's my fault. <laughs> it, it's so much more freeing knowing that it's in God's hands because he can handle every situation yeah. in our lives better than we can. We don't have to worry about carrying that burden. Yeah. And good, good character places it in his hands. Yeah. And everything is so much better. It is truly freeing yeah. to have that in God's hands, to not ourselves be trying to figure out everything, but to just give it to God. Yeah. That's truly freeing. Well, in, in Jesus, what have we been given? Like, and, and let think on that for a second. In him, what have we been given? Everything. Yeah. We've been given everything by him. We've been given freedom, liberty, access to the Father. Every good and perfect gift, it comes from above, from God, the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. He is a good God, and he's given us everything. Yeah. So if he's given us everything, what is he entitled to? Everything. Like if he's our Lord, he gets everything. It's like George and I in our house. George is not my Lord, but as my husband, there's not things in the house that are mine that he can't have. There's not things in the house that are his that I can't have. What's mine is his. And it's that way with God. What's God's is ours. So therefore, what's ours should then be his because he gave it to us in the first place. Yeah. And this all ties into our destiny, like the title, How to Fulfill Your Destiny. And I think we really have to make the decision, um, are we going to fulfill the destiny Mm -hmm. of being a servant for Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God? Or do we want our destiny to be watching Netflix? Yeah. And having our time at home. And like you were talking about, this is my time at home. This is how I'm going to live my life. That wasn't producing anything, having my time where I do whatever I want. That was holding you back from your destiny. And as you gave it to the Lord, your life has gone up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's really, it's really a decision. Um, Do I want to, do I want to serve God and have that? Because our destiny, our destiny isn't called to be selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Our destiny is is to serve the Lord and, in, in the ways that he wants. But I, it's really a decision. Like, we, yeah. we can hear that all day long of this is what's right to do, but yeah. there's a difference between hearing it and actually making the decision. Yeah. Is our life our own or is it not? Yeah. And we all have to decide that. Yeah. We and, all have to decide our destiny. Yeah. Well, and things don't just happen. Like, I think yeah. so often when people get born again, especially, be, and they'll hear, like, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And there's so much goodness in God that they just think it's all just, bam, there. And it's not that it's not, but things don't just happen in the kingdom. They come by sowing and reaping. Like, that's yeah. how the Lord yeah, brings exactly. the goodness into our life. And our decisions, our character is a seed in order to reap our destiny. What we what we live today, Evangelist Ted Jr. says this, what we have in our lives today are a product of the seeds that we sowed yesterday. So what's happening right now in our life is a product of what we sowed. So if we desire to see the things of God manifest in our life, we've got to sow kingdom seeds. We've got to be those people to then to sow actions into the kingdom. It's not that we yeah. earn it, but faith without works is dead. It's no fruit. If we don't have fruit, then what are we doing? And so that seed, that sowing, that reaping, it's so vital. But if we don't allow the Lord to shine his light on us and show us areas that are darkened, we're not going to then sow seeds into that area of our life. You know, like if I am a perpetual liar, 
and I don't allow the Lord to show me that I'm a perpetual liar, I'm never going to start to sow seeds of truth because I don't even know that I need to. I'm not even going to be looking to have fruit in that area of my life because I'll think I have it all together. But if we'll humble ourselves and come before the King and say, Lord, shine on me, expose every single bit of darkness that's there, whether I know it or not, show it to me. And He starts to examine us, all of a sudden we'll start to see that fruit because God... Not just because God's shown it, but because as a child of God, when God points out something wrong, our spirit man wants so much to change it. Oh, yeah. Like the spirit's not going to be content to know this is a problem in my life. It's cool. It can just stay there. It's going to be so dissatisfied until we start to sow seeds otherwise. Well, okay. So take... Take when you when you had that that lifestyle of when I get home, yeah. this is my time. Mm-hmm. I I relax and I do what I yeah. want. At that time in your life, your level of joy and peace was and poop. hope <laughs> was com- bad compared to now. Bad. <laughs> because you were sowing into the flesh. Mm-hmm. You weren't sowing into yeah. God. Yeah. You're sowing into your flesh, yeah. and the flesh can only produce death. Yeah, as, as, and and sin I love is. That you said it with a smile. Good job. <laughs> death, <laughs> like spiritual death, like death to your seed, yeah. like death to to fruit. Yeah. Um, and and sin is pleasurable for a season. Mm-hmm. It's pleasurable for a season to just sit down and. Maybe the Lord told you, hey, I want you to go have dinner with this person and minister to them. You're like, no, I'm going to stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pleasurable for, for a season, yeah. but it's going to produce junk. Yeah. Like, you're not <laughs> going to be happy. You're not going to have joy. So this, is, this yeah. is beneficial for us. It really is. It's beneficial for us to sow seeds into the kingdom because yeah. we will reap life. We'll yeah. reap joy and hope. And yeah. And that will lead to to happiness. Joy leads to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's one of the other costs of character is doing whatever it takes, like not doing your best, doing whatever it takes to develop it. And that that sounds it ties into what you're saying, because it sounds contradictory. Like the world's like, just do your best. Try hardest. And if we're trying to do our best, we're not allowing the Lord to do his best through us. Like do whatever it takes. And that's what. I wasn't willing to do at that point in time. I wasn't willing to do whatever it takes. I did my best. Mm -hmm. I did my best through the day, the end. And whatever it takes challenged me. But it started when Pastor and Pastor Nicole started ministering here at the church about the importance of being all in with God. And I realized I wasn't. Part of me was, but part of me wasn't. Part of me was just happy, go lucky in the world and hoorah. But being all in with Jesus means that there's not a part of our life held back from him. So Mm -hmm. I would go, like the example I have is going through, well, I was talking to Abby and Marky and Buddy, maybe just Marky and Buddy, I don't know. I was talking to the people that are here every day before we go through an event and I told them one of the things that I'll do before an event happens at Boomerang is I'll walk through the whole building to see if there's anything that stands out wrong. Like if there's anything out of place, if there's stuff on the floor, if there's stuff that needs to be tweaked, I'll look for those things. I started doing that because the Lord started showing more and more to me where pastor was having to pick up the slack because other people weren't looking for it. And he was having to take trash out. He was having to clean up behind people. He was having to do all this stuff. He and Pastor Nicole both. And it added things to like it added weight to them because they're having to do it on top of what they're already having to do. And when I when I saw that, I was like, I'm not doing whatever it takes to help uphold the ministry. I'm doing my best. I'm handling my area, but I'm not looking out for anybody else. I'm looking out for me. And when I realized that I started then trying to see things the way that they see things, I tried to I'd ask the Lord, show me stuff the way that they see it. And more and more he would not because i'm anything special in my own but because i wanted to do whatever it took for the ministry to advance and for the ministry to bless them because they're such gifts to the ministry and 
So picking up the trash, like you mentioned earlier, it's it's not just an action of, oh, that's good character, you pick up the trash, but what's the heart behind it? Is it, yeah. I have to take the trash out because so-and-so asked me to take the trash out and I have to walk all the way to the fellowship hall and I have to take the trash can to the road. Is it that, which I've done, or is it, <laughs> I love the ministry, I love the Lord. I yeah. love the Lord and I am happy to take this trash out. It's blessing him for me to do it. I'm going to do this because I love God. That's whatever it takes. Whatever he says, doing that thing is huge. Yeah. Ultimately, whatever the Lord's leading us to do is going to be the best for us. Yeah. And once, once we truly get revelation of that, once we truly realize that whatever he has us do yeah. is going to put us in the absolute best place in our lives, reaching our full potential in life, fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of hope, then that's when we, that's when we are able to enter into full joy, enter into full rest. We're able to do more because we're not carrying any weight. Yeah. We're able to do everything, even things that normally would seem like that doesn't seem like fun. That doesn't seem easy. We're yeah. able to do it with all ease because we don't have a care in the world. We're yeah. not thinking, I should be doing this right now. We're, we're so happy to be doing whatever, yeah. even if it's, well, I think I should just be doing you know, this for the Lord right now in an office job and sitting behind a computer all dressed nice yeah. instead of cleaning toilets. Yeah. And if, if that's where our thoughts are while we're cleaning the toilets, then we're not going to be doing it with our best. Yeah. We're not going to be sowing seeds of joy. Yeah. But, we're, but when we're able to be like, this, this is what the Lord led me to do, so I'm doing it with full joy because this yeah. is leading me to God's best. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing I could be doing right now. Then we do it with full joy, and we live a life yeah. of just our best life ever. Because we're putting it in God's hands. I love that you just said, live your best life. <laughs> live your best life. <laughs> but you just said, this is good. My best is always limited because I'm limited in myself. Mm-hmm. Doing whatever it takes taps you into God's power. It makes all things possible. Exactly. Yeah. Like, as, as you were talking, I started smiling because I remember a lot of times whatever it takes comes up when we don't think something is our responsibility. At least that's been the case in my life. So I started smirking because there's something that I'm doing now in the church um, that years ago got handed to me because somebody else made the wrong decision. And it was a, okay, Barrett, here you go. Do this now. And I had such crummy character over it because I was mad at the other person's decision. And so this thing gets put into my lap and it was a steward this, lead this, handle this. And for months, I was frustrated that I had to do it. Frustrated so much because I'm like, I shouldn't even have to be doing this right now. This should be somebody else's. Now here's this extra thing that I have to do and I have to make time for and blah, blah, blah. And the Lord the Lord and pastors both individually then together. It was great. But the Lord was basically like, how do you know I don't want this for you? How do you know that I'm not going to teach you something through this? And I realized I've had the wrong character on this. I've had a hardened heart. I've been bitter. I haven't been willing to do whatever it took. I've been doing it just because I feel like I have to, not because it's a love. We can do the things, but still be in the wrong heart. And when I allowed the Lord to flow through me and be like, you know what? You've given this to me to steward. I'm, I'm sorry that I've had the wrong heart on it. I give it to you. All of a sudden, the anointing started getting released, not because of me, but because I let the Lord start to flow and to lead and to teach and to train. And now it's an aspect of the ministry that's a blessing. Again, not me, but because I got my butt out of the way and I started giving myself to him. He could then flow through it totally differently. And it's changed d- different things in, in the service. But I, I had just let myself get hardened by it and think I shouldn't have to be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have to be cleaning the toilets right now. Somebody else should be doing this. I shouldn't have to pull the trash. Someone else should be doing this. I shouldn't have to do this. This is someone else's job. Who says? 
Maybe the Lord wants you to do it this day so that way you learn. So that way he can impart himself in you in a different way. And then he gives you a different skill set. And all of a sudden yeah. you're capable of doing stuff you couldn't before. Yeah. Who says it's not for you? Maybe it is for today. And But if we had that like character, like Abby was talking about up on vacation where it's this is my time and my stuff, then we're going to miss what God wants to give us. We're going to end up doing the thing, miss the blessing and... Hoorah! So yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, and so taking the trash is is a seed. Yeah, it's putting seed in our hands. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I understand that with money. Like if I said, you know what, I shouldn't have to give God my money. That'd be like, oh, eh, nope, yeah. nope. That crosses. Yeah. That's wrong. But if yeah. I'm like, I shouldn't have to take the trash. I'm saying I shouldn't have to sew. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have to sew. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. in my benefit. To sow. Yeah. It's, yeah. It benefits the kingdom, but also benefits me. Yeah. Because yeah. I get to be a partaker of the reaping yeah. and everything. Yeah. So honestly, that's exciting. Every little thing is a seed. Yeah. So it yeah. has potential. Amen. And Miss Jan just said, this is so good. Amen. God's good. Well, we are, we're at the point where we probably need to wrap, but before we yeah. do, do you have anything? No. Nope. Do you have anything? I'm all good. (laughs) All has been said. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on with us. And truly, this is such an exciting message because if there has been an opportunity in your life, like if you are currently living in something that doesn't look good, you can sow your way out of it. You can sow your way into the destiny God wants you to be in. Any person can. That's truly why sowing and reaping is so important is because it's the system God gave us to step into his level of blessing and his presence. And no matter what that seed is, if it's money, if it's obedience, if it's an action, you can sow your way into a destiny that God has for you by the right decisions, which is so exciting. It's in your hands. That's awesome. You get to choose. It's a choose your own adventure, but not a bad one like the books are often are. It's a good one. You can sow your way into the Lord in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So as you've been on, we hope that you've been blessed. We believe that you have been. And if you would like to partner with this ministry, we are believing for partners to stand with us, to be praying with us, to be sowing the broadcast into the world. And we're believing for partners who will stand with us financially as well. There's things that we're called to do, big things in the kingdom of God that this ministry is called to do. And we want you to be a part of that. What we do here at What's Right, if you partner with us, find financially, you get to reap that harvest. Every soul that we win, every life that we disciple, if you're a partner with us, that's credited to your account. You get to stand up before God and he's like, ah, you sowed, this happened. It you get credit for it. That's how God works. And it's so exciting. You don't even need to leave your seat necessarily. You could be in Zimbabwe. So, and get credit for what's happening here in the United States of America and North Carolina. So if you feel led by God to partner with this ministry, we encourage you to be obedient to his voice. Sow a seed today. You can go to giveww.org and it'll take you to all of the places where we are set up to receive seed. You can also go to the QR code and do all the stuff like open your phone and go there and I sound old now but that's how (laughs) QR codes work it's cool (laughs) but you can go there but just be obedient so if he's leading you to so partner if he's leading you to partner pray for us so the word amen and we want to pray for your seed and bless it go for it amen Well, thank you, Lord, so much for putting on people's hearts. Lord, if you want them to sow, thank you for clearly putting it in their hearts. No doubt about it. But, Lord, if you don't, then give them a piece. But, Lord, we pray specifically now for the people who are sowing. Thank you for blessing it. Thank you for giving them joy in it, joy in sowing and knowing what's coming. Thank you for blessing it and bringing it quickly back into their hands, multiplied pressed down, shaken together, and running over quickly into their hands. In Jesus' name, Lord, bring the harvest to them now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 
And it, we mentioned at the top of the broadcast that this entire teaching came from one of our impact classes that we have. So if you are interested in being a part of impact, you can. Joni actually sent me a message after class on Tuesday and she's like, it was like being at the broadcast, but three hours. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> and that's basically what it is, is it's, yeah. we're a, a Bible school that's led by the Lord in all things. The anointing yeah. is what's the most important and, so and your life changing is key for us. Yeah. So if you want to be a part, you can either come to this next Tuesday's class and we'll get you in the right place to observe if you just want to observe. Yeah. If you're interested on in doing it online, you don't even have to be here in Albemarle. You can be a part online wherever you are. You can go to impactyou.org and fill out the interest form and we will get in touch with you as soon as we can. But that is impact. So if you want to be a part, go for it. Otherwise, we're going to see you tomorrow at 11.30. We're back. It's going to be Friday, which is Abby's most of the favorite days. Yay! It's the ramp up. <laughs> Buddy, just put the link in the comments. Impactyou.org. Okay, we're going to see you tomorrow, 11.30. Be here. Bye!